Well, cool to have a special guest here on the TD Green podcast. Uh, and, you know, we love Western New York. That's where uh, TD Green's based out of here. Um, and it's always great to hear the stories of Western New Yorkers. And here's an original Western New Yorker whom I, I guess I'm going to call him uh, George Clooney Jr. because he lives up in the air. That's what he told me when I first talked to him. Mark Rivers <laughs> joins me here. I mean, Hi, I'm, Kevin. Yeah. I'm accurate, right? You told me you basically live on an airplane right now. I basically live on an airplane. That's exactly. I, I once I, I, I'm on an airplane so often. I once was traveling. I flew out of a, at the same airport so often that I uh, one morning I I, just, I slept in, deciding to take a later flight. But my phone rings, and it's the gate attendant for United at the gate calling to say, "Hey, Mark, we're about to shut the gate. I see that you're on the roster here today." Are you going to make this flight? Because we'll just hold everything for a couple minutes or not. <laughs> it's like, and I said, no, I'm going to take a later flight. But it's, it's, it's you, when you know you've flown too much when they're calling you from the gate, offering to hold the plane to make sure you make it. Yeah, that I mean, that's one step above knowing how you take your coffee. So <laughs> exactly, it's, it's, yeah. It's, well, you're. We all know, you know, air travel is hardly exotic these days. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is uh, for sure true. Uh, well, let's let's start with uh, your start. So you grew up in Western New York, originally from uh, the Ellicottville area. Is that correct? Ellicottville, Ellicottville. Yep, yep. Grew up in Ellicottville. You know where we had three seasons: summer, winter, and next winter. And uh, it, it was a great great place to grow up. Um, um, it's funny. Ellicottville is a ski town. I didn't grow up as a skier because I was a basketball player, but. You know, one of my first jobs was loading chairlifts at Holiday Valley, the ski resort there, and and it's just a it's a great town, um, and that that I'll always love. It's, it's a special place in my heart today, and, and in fact, uh, went back and bought a house there uh, 15 ish years or so ago, and spend as much time there as I can, both uh, the summer and the winter. And your travels have uh, you're in real estate development, so uh, you know we'll fast yeah. forward the story here a little bit. But your real estate development, and you're all over the country. Yeah, real estate development. Uh, you know, I've been doing that for about 25 years in different parts of the country, and um, and, and, and in the last uh, 10 years or so, I've really focused on the the hospitality space, sort of uh, hotels and resorts and master plan communities and. And uh, and then found myself in the last couple of years, in particular, focusing on sort of some golf-centric or golf-branded developments, and uh, which is interesting because I'm not the best of golfers at all. Uh, and and people keep talking about how golf is a is a sport in decline, um, and and yet have found myself in the in the middle of a couple of different golf developments, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, and that's where uh, people are going, okay, come on, Kevin, get to the golf part here. Either Mark's a great golfer, yeah. knows a lot about golf, or owns golf. And then we'll get to the owns golf here because one of yeah. the projects that you're involved with and it is a unique uh, unique course on a couple of levels. Um, I think, one, because of where it's located, two, the design, and three, um, who's all a part of it. So but let's start with um, the golf course itself, Sweeten. Sweetens Cove Golf Club. Tell everybody about Sweetens Cove Golf Club, where it is, and what it's about. So Sweetens Cove Golf Club is a nine-hole track, uh, 25 minutes uh, northwest of Chattanooga towards Nashville. Uh, it was an old municipal track uh, that fell into disrepair, basically fell into disrepair. A, a local family came in to, uh, to save it and preserve it and hired a couple of 
local guys in the Chattanooga area to, to redesign it, reimagine it, and reopen it. It closed for a while. And so these uh, couple of guys there, uh, one of them is a, the principal's name is Rob Collins. They, they designed, redesigned this course and reopened it. And uh, once it was reopened, it, it, it was magic. They, they essentially found, literally found and created lightning in a bottle. And, um, and no one knew it going in that these designers were unicorns. They were <laughs> unbelievable, capable designers and imagineers. And, and reopened this course and, uh, and started to take off over a couple of years, really in 2017 and 2018. Uh, in 2017, a newspaper article appeared called The Little Course That Could, in, in which it spoke of this golf course, this nine-hole golf course in rural Tennessee might actually be the future of golf because it, it was just nine holes with multiple tee boxes could be played all sorts of different ways. It had a great culture and attitude to it. It was Tin top meets field of dreams. Uh, it didn't have a clubhouse, but it had a, uh, you know, a dog and, uh, and, and just, it just was a real fun, interesting place for people to play. And that story, the little course that could appeared in the New York Times. And so suddenly people started to pay attention to it. And, and then I guess the, 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 the legend of Sweden's Cove really reached its apex in 2018. When Golf Week magazine does its top 100 listing of modern courses in America, and Sweden's Cove is the only nine-hole course on the list, it's number 50, ranked higher than four courses that have hosted a U.S. Open and two courses that have hosted a Ryder Cup. Which is uh, incredible um, that a and, and, <laughs> no, it, not only because of uh, you know the story of it being redone, but a, a nine-hole course being rated. And rated that high, and just uh, because you know the stigma, wow, you got to have eighteen uh, holes and uh, a golf course here. But just talk about it being a nine-hole golf course and how you feel that contributes to the appeal and success of it. Well, it's funny. It's you know there are two ways to look at nine holes. Uh, one way to look at it is it's a perfect uh, tonic if you if you don't want to spend four hours and then also go into the grill room and, you know, it becomes five hours in this net. You've only got a couple of hours that you want to play, but you want to play, uh, you can go bang out nine holes pretty easy. That's one way to look at nine holes. The other way to look at nine holes is, is it's a track and it's a track in which you can do multiple laps and it's a track in which you can go out and you can play it one way. The first time you can play it a second way at the second time you can spend as much time there as you want. And I'll just, I'll just share with you this, this last Monday, just a couple of days ago, I was on course. And there were two types of groups there. <clears throat> One group that was there were some guys who came in just to play nine holes and experience sweet Cove. One of the golfers in that group was Johnson Wagner from the PGA Tour. He wrapped up the Byron Nelson on Sunday at 5 o'clock, and he was on the course at Sweetens Cove playing nine holes Monday at, at 7 in the morning <laughs> just because he wanted to, to, to experience it and see what it was all about and had a great time. He just wanted to play nine and play it in a special, uh, special course. That same day, I met a couple from Lexington, Kentucky, who drove down five hours to Sweetens Cove with the intent of playing 54 holes. They were just going to play through six times, and they wanted to try every different tee box, try every different you know shot shot that was available on each and every hole, and and it was a way you could just bang through and play through 
you know, we don't have traditional tee times. We don't have a starter. You know, you hmm. can kind of go through and play your way through it as much as you want. Take a quick break and go back out and hit it. If you're a, a golf enthusiast, whether you've got a limited amount of time or you just want to go out and play as much as you possibly can on a spectacular golf course, you can do either. Uh, do you have the the um, the ball thing? You know, if you don't have a starter, do you have the thing you put the ball in and it swirls around to the bottom, next ball up? No. Kind of like Kaz Park in Buffalo. No, we don't. We 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 we're we're excited. We have it. We'll talk about it in a second. I'm sure we have a new ownership group that's gotten involved. And our first priority is plumbing. I mean, we <laughs> literally don't have plumbing there. I mean, there's one porta potty. You know, literally one porta potty. So you know, we probably have the the highest per capita use of the rough as a temporary quick relief area uh, of any golf course in the world because there's literally one porta potty and it's back near the one, number one tee. So uh, it's, it, again, it's very rustic, uh, very raw, but also very pure. From tee to, uh, tee, tee to green, it is as good as it gets. And I had a, a friend out there playing a couple of weeks ago and he says, you know, who, who you know, has been a part of golf courses designed by the best guys in the business, Doak and Fazio and Crenshaw and so on. Those guys were amazing. And he came back and said, what's, am- what's special about Sweetens Cove is every hole is a signature hole. He goes, you know, every hole is spectacular. The first hole is a par five. Let's get, let's get the party started. You know, and, and uh, finishing, you know, multi-tier greens uh, for par threes and so on. Just, uh, it's just special. And Rob Collins, the designer, is Houdini. He's absolutely created a spectacular golf course. Um, and today it's fun. You know, we have uh, some large greens and multi-tiered greens in, in every one of our holes. Another way that, that we treat the nine holes is every one of the holes is double tin. Um, so, you know, you can play, uh, you know, you can play the holes a different way when, you know, when you come back through your second time. About 80% of our golfers play through a second time. So wait, so wait a second. You have two flags on each green. Yeah, two flags on each green. Yeah. Wow, cool. So you can pick. I'm going to play yeah. this time. I'm going to play the left uh, hole location or the right, or depending on where you hit it. <laughs> yeah, you you get, well, we the, the the flags are different, so you can say, hey, we're playing the blue flag or we're playing the white flag, and 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 you, know, you could pick. Guys do it different ways. You know, you go out and it's fun too. By the way, it's. You go out and say, "All right, we're going to play the white, the white flag the first time through, blue flag the second time through." Or, you know, guys create some competitions where they go out and, you know, whoever's got honors picks the flag, you know, on that particular hole. And the next guy picks on, you know, picks the flag on the second hole, and the, the shots are different depending on the, the hole placement, you know. So it again makes it makes it fun and interesting. And, and you know, there's a great irreverence to to this course too. We had a, a fun big tournament the week before uh, Augusta where a lot of guys nationally came through and played. And, and we did, uh, I forget what we did, like four different rounds it's called the ringer and it's put, organized by Zach Blair, the golfer. And, yeah. you know, we, we, we did that uh, first nine hole through, everybody had to hit hickory stick off driver on one. That was kind of fun. One time through the second time through, was, you know, a four bag challenge or a four club challenge, you know, you know I have to pick any four clubs. Uh, we did foursomes, alternating shots, you know, uh, and in fact, that was kind of neat. My 20 year old son, Chase Rivers, actually going that, which is kind of neat that he was able to do that. And then, and then we actually do, uh, there a secret Illuminati routing. We call it an Illuminati routing where, um, 
we kind of create different holes that don't exist. You know, there's a secret key box <laughs> going, you know, on on number four to hit to the number six string. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so it's just it's just got the, the course and its culture just has so much personality. It's just it's just fun and different. You, yeah, sounds cool. By the way, it really does. And you know, yeah. anytime you play golf, uh, people go play a course. Like, oh man, I'd love to get that hole again. You get a chance to do that uh, when you go around again. You mentioned two pro golfers, and I've got two questions. Well, number one, not, the first one's not really a question with Johnson Wagner. I think he got mad at me at I was announcing the Byron Nelson for PGA Tour Radio, and the seventh and eighth greens are right near one another, and I was following the group behind him, and. I was standing behind the seventh green, but I was in, the eighth hole. I, I'm, you know, is kind of wedged in there, if you will, between the ninth tee box and the seventh tee. A small, unique hole, the par three. And he's looking to tee off, and I just hear somebody yelling, like in the background. I finally look, and I see Johnson waving me over to get <laughs> to get out of his sight line. Uh, I was like, <laughs> kind of gave him the nod, like, "Sorry there, Johnson." Um, secondly, yeah. Zach Blair, are you are you involved with his? Uh, right, he's got a, a in Utah, right? Isn't he trying to build the Buck Club? Is that correct? He's trying to build a place up there. Yeah, he's trying to build a place out there called the Buck Club, um, and he does an event called the Ringer, uh, which he's done I I think two or three times, and I think two of them have been at Sweetens Cove. One was at Sweetens Cove this April. Uh, I went, uh, I attended it and, uh, and it was, it, it's really, it was a really well, well done event. And Zach just, Zach is a, is a, is a character, a very clever, strategic, thoughtful young guy who's just, you know, re- is passionate about the sport and just wants to make it fun and interesting. And, and he's a great storyteller and historian and, uh, put together just a, a great group of guys uh, that all came together this week, and we'll do another event like that with him, I'm sure. Yeah, and he uses a bullseye putter, on the, or at least has uh, uh, a lot on the PGA Tour, along with the yeah. old old school uh, shoes. Now, th- that was our intro into name dropping, but that's not that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have a unique ownership group um, that uh, you've put together and, and maybe still be evolving a little bit here, and I just I just love when we we uh, first connected. You telling me about uh, some of the owners and uh, want, if you're able to disclose who some of them are and how it came about. Yeah, sure. So we um, uh, I, I first met Rob Collins and the Sweetens guys there a year ago. I was trying to get a little smarter about the trend towards some, some interesting nine hole courses, and yeah, I'm, as a real estate developer, I found I find the old model of 18 holes with the big clubhouse and rows of condos on fairways just to be tired and dated. And I was trying to get smarter about what some nine hole possibilities and could be around the country. And so I got to know Rob and spent some time at Sweetens and we developed a really great connection. And, and as we spent more and more time together and became friends, I said, you know, what, what, what would really be great is if we could help you preserve and protect and enhance this place. And not, not that it needed necessarily anything but but the place had never made any money it, you know with a lot of pressure on these guys to run a, a course you know a daily fee course that's generating 36 bucks you know for a nine hole round do those things i said why don't you let me put together a group and we'll come in and we'll partner with you you stay here you continue to operate it you do great things we we view this as an opportunity to uh, you know, if golf had national parks, Sweetens Cove is a national park. We want to protect this national park. We want to keep it here. We want it to be here forever. We want it to be accessible. We want it to be great. 
We want you to be properly capitalized. So if you need money to go fix a drain, go fix a drain, you know, and do those sorts of things. So I started to put together a group of us, and there ended up being five of us. Um, I have a business partner, a guy named Skip Bronson uh, in Los Angeles. And so Skip and I started, and then the first call I made was to a very good friend of mine who's uh, becoming a pretty prolific golfer himself, Andy Roddick, the retired tennis pro who's transitioned from playing tennis to playing golf a lot and is really passionate about the sport. And then we reached out to uh, a, a guy named Tom Nolan, who is um, used to be the, the, the president of Ralph Lauren Golf, Pine Valley member, really stitched into the golf community. And then with Tom's help, we reached out and were able to secure the most important Tennessean that you could find to be a part of a Tennessee golf course, and that was Peyton Manning, who also, you know, has become really passionate and, uh, uh, and engaged and excited about golf. And so we, we, we got, we put together this great group of five guys, uh, as sort of the owners. We then had started to put together a, a founders group, uh, another 35 guys who will all sort of help us along and be members, super members and, and be a part of it, uh, even as we keep it open to the public. And, uh, and so the, you know, these five guys, it's just been a blast working together as a group on, on a passion project, you know, and to see the excitement. Uh, of everybody in it. And, you know, I've, I've told people, to, you know, I've known Andy Roddick a long time, very dear friend. Andy is, is, is a very smart, strategic, intense guy who's been, you know, who's been invaluable to all this process. And I've only been getting to know Peyton a little bit through this process, didn't know him at all prior. And, and he's been engaged on Sweeten's Cove, like it's a two-minute drill in the AFC Championship game. He is exactly who you would expect him to be. Very smart, very focused, very capable, and it's just been a lot of fun to to, to see five guys like this who are all, you know, eight personalities uh, working together around the table on a nine-hole golf course in rural Tennessee. It's just, you know, who would have thought? And, uh, you know, Rob, Rob, Rob Collins, the, uh, you know, the guy, the designer and the, and, and, and the force, of course, and the, the originator of Sweden's Cove. I, uh, back in April, I told him, I, I, I said I had, we had four of the owners rounded up properly and I had just gotten, we just gotten Peyton, uh, lined up and, and we were having it. We, we had a dinner set up to meet in Chattanooga. And, you know, if you're from Tennessee, you know, Peyton Manning is, you know, from the heavens and, uh, and I didn't tell him that we had Peyton, and, and there's a pretty well-known story out there now that, you know, we were all meeting at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and I said, hey, you know, let's all get together for dinner, and I want you to meet some of the, the, the owner guys that are all going to come in and be a part of this. And I had purposely had Rob back to the door, and uh, and I said, and as Peyton was walking in, I said, uh, hey, why don't you turn around and meet one of your new co-owners, and they're standing at the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is Peyton Manning, and and uh, you know Rob's jaw once we got it lifted off the floor, uh, <laughs> you know it was it was just a great experience and just a thrill for for you know a son of Tennessee to meet you know the first son of Tennessee, and uh, and so it's it's just been a real just been a really wonderful experience so far, and we're excited to see what we can do. There's yeah, very cool. Nice, nice job, by the way, presenting uh, <laughs> that to Rob. I, I would love, love to have the hidden video camera to see that happen. 
Yeah, I know. That's the one thing we didn't do right. <laughs> well, no, that's all right. Sounds like you're doing a, a lot right. So what, the, plan, the plan is to keep this open to the public, uh, a municipal golf course, if you will, uh, you know, excuse me, a public golf course. Is that the plan? Yeah, the plan is to keep it open to the public. Uh, we'll create, you know, we'll create some special founder and member opportunities and events, but the plan is to absolutely keep it open to the public and keep it accessible and affordable. Uh, we want people to enjoy it. Again, we kind of have the view that it's something of a national park and uh, we want people to be able to use it um, and enjoy it. And looking at some small enhancements there, uh, we actually would like to add some additional golf uh, to the campus. We have some room, we have some land. We're looking at you know, probably both a Himalaya style putting green. We don't have a putting green today at all. So uh, probably a Himalaya style good sized uh, putting green. And we do have a footprint of land that we think we could conceivably do up to nine holes of part three only sort of like the cradle at Pinehurst um, where we, you know, where you could, could just go play you know, 70 to 120, 150 yards or something. Uh, different different types of uh, par threes, maybe with shared greens and multiple tee boxes, or some different things like that. Kind of make it fun and interesting. Again, I, th- I think I do think the future of golf, you know, this from the perspective of someone who is never really a part of the past of golf myself, but it's, I, I think the, the future of golf really is 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 fun, accessible, uh, a little bit of attitude and culture uh, to it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be too serious. In fact, it's funny, like I was mentioning that, you know, Jonathan Wagner and a crew of guys from Roddick and, uh, others were out on Monday playing and as they're walking around, they've all, they're all playing music on the Bluetooth attached to their, uh, you know, their golf bags. It's, it's, it's okay. It doesn't have to be starched collars. It doesn't have to be rigid rules. Um, if you, if, if you're into from key to key to green, you're into the golf. And, and appreciate exceptional golf play and shot values and conditions and great greens and all that stuff. Perfect. But as you're walking around and it's just a, a collegial and social activity in between shots, um, there's no reason why it can't just be fun. And you can't take, you know, you can kind of lower the sort of old school aspect of it and kind of view it new school. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and I have a, I have a friend who's, you know, I'm obviously I'm a, uh, into golf, a uh, hardcore golfer, but I love listening to music on the golf course. And that's how I get my kids to go like, Hey, bring the Bluetooth speaker. Can we do that? I'm like, yeah, we can. You just have to blast it. You can have it yeah. going in the cart, whatever, you know, clip it on the bag and, and away we go. And it's cause it's supposed to be fun, leisurely activity. Not every round is going to be, you're not playing the masters every, <laughs> every round, you know? Exactly. So yeah. there are some rounds where yeah. yes, but there are the rounds where, Hey, it's supposed to be fun, social activity. And it sounds awesome. Well, Mark, I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm going to make my way down there to play it sometime within How the next 12 months. Have you? You know. Yeah. I, I look forward to uh, visiting Sweetens Cove. Everybody uh, Google it, check it out. Sweetens Cove, um, it, it golf course, you just put Sweetens Cove, it'll, it'll pop up there. Heck, even buy a couple hats, uh, from, uh, uh, Peyton Manning. It's, you're, you're buying from Peyton Manning, uh, and Mark, of course, and, and the other group there. Make, make sure you, ch- and there's also some great, uh, diagrams and stuff on the website. You look at the holes and you'll be blown away, including the fifth hole, the King, which is a pretty cool story, uh, behind that. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Kevin, thank you, sir. Have a great day.